time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Thanks for being here for another edition of the Retirement Roadmap. Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Muir's Chapel Road. And on today's podcast, we're talking about universal retirement truths. Glenn, there are certain retirement planning principles that pretty much apply to everybody, regardless of who you are, how much money you have, when you're retiring, where you live, all those kinds of things. These truths really apply to all of us. So we're going to dive into a couple of good examples on today's podcast. So walk us through each of these, if you will, Glenn. And this is a pretty easy one to start off with, and then maybe we'll get harder from here. And so everybody needs an income plan, Glenn. And when you think about it, there's really no getting around that fact. Everybody's going to need one of those in retirement. Well, Walter, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, they, when you think about when you're in your earning years and, you know, your your income, right? I mean, that's, that takes you from month to month and week to week. And, and um, for the most part, it's your salary, at least for most folks. And when you move to retirement, well, as we all know that you don't really have that regular paycheck coming in. And, and so, you know, you're typically going to have multiple sources of income. The first one that comes to mind, obviously, is Social Security, and and we you know we've talked about that in a number of uh, previous podcasts in terms of you know we want to have a strategy there in terms of making sure we're taking Social Security at the proper time and what's going to be the best for you and your situation and, and your life and your family. But then we also have to kind of take inventory of, of all the other assets and and resources that you have. Some folks are going to have pensions and some aren't. Some are going to have retirement accounts that they've been putting money away into. And, and obviously, we, when we're thinking about planning that out, we want to be as efficient as we can, meaning that when you're taking income and you have different sources of income, we have to think a little bit about the tax ramification and the tax treatment of different income streams because they're not all the same. And so when we start putting all the pieces of the puzzle together, it's really going to be a unique scenario for each individual person or each individual couple because they're going to have different resources and different accounts. And we want to evaluate where they are, what they're going to draw from first or what they're going to draw from next. And maybe there's a combination thereof that we're going to do. But, you know, income planning and tax planning kind of go hand in glove. And, um, of course, that goes into account of all of your different resources, your accounts and Social Security, et cetera. And, um, you know, so it's really an individual planning process. And, and uh, you know, too many people get caught up in the idea of, well, I'm just going to take Social Security here. I'm going to start taking distributions there. And it's not really well thought out. And as a result, we have money falling through the cracks where it's just not efficient. Folks either, you know, leave themselves exposed to too much market risk on the distributions they're taking or maybe they've taken Social Security a little too soon. And then they run the risk of possibly running out of money or possibly just making it so that they can't withdraw as much as they would like later on in their retirement. So it's key. We really have to do some planning at an individual level based on your circumstances. Yeah, I think it's a really great point. And one of the universal retirement truths, and an obvious one at that, everybody's going to have to figure out some sort of income plan in retirement. Now, a lot of these other ones often get overlooked, Glenn. A great example, I think, of that would be, you know, needing a plan to address long-term care issues. One, that can be complex for people, and two, people don't really like talking about that issue. But it's a retirement truth that people are going to need that. Well, you're right, Walter. I mean, you know, the reality is is that 
every year we go down the line, we, you know, we look at the mortality tables and how long people live. And, and um, you know, it's just the truth that people are living longer and longer. And, you know, it's, it's a very good likelihood that at least one of the two people in a couple is going to have to spend at least some time with long-term care, even if it's home care. Sometimes it progresses all the way to just nursing care and, and it's full skilled care, you know, for a period of time too. So, and I'm sure everybody has an example of either in their family or, or folks that they know where, you know, it's, you know, when they start looking at those bills, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine thousand dollars a month. And those those are not that unusual. I mean, those happen on a regular basis. And you have to start thinking about, well, how am I going to, you know, how am I going to take care of that? And, you know, what we really want to look at is, is that, you know, there's probably going to be a multiple income streams approach to that and multiple hedges. There's different types of long-term care insurance. There's uh, there's long-term care benefits to some life insurance policies, also to some annuities. And that's where when we when we start doing the income planning and the overall retirement planning, I always like to think of it in terms of that we're we're hedging against certain risks. And obviously, long-term care is one of them. And we want to look in terms of, you know, what resources do you have and does it make sense to possibly, you know, look at a hybrid scenario where we can we can draw from one account and possibly have multiple benefits for it. But it's key. You have to have some hedges against long term care or else, you know, it's it's very likely that you can go through your money very, very rapidly, you know, and, and, and you think you're in one place and then suddenly, you know, a health issue pops up and then you're all of a sudden there's very little left or, you know, within a couple of years, there's very little left and you really don't want to leave your spouse in that scenario. And, and so we've got to really focus in on it and make that part of the overall retirement plan. Yeah, lots of good things, I think, to consider there, Glenn. And, and we can and I think have in the past really delved into long-term care issues. And, and we won't go down the, the rabbit's hole today, but it's important to remember that this is one of the universal retirement truths. If you haven't spent a lot of time planning or addressing potential long-term care issues, then your plan may not be as complete as you might think. And that's good to remember. Glenn, another universal retirement truth would be that nobody can consistently time the stock market successfully. People might get lucky a few times, but nobody can consistently do it. Even the best among us, Warren Buffett, would admit to that. There is that. I mean, it's a challenging thing. That being said, you kind of have to have some hedges in place because, you know, a a total buy and hold philosophy um, when you're in retirement and you're taking distributions is a recipe that sometimes is going to leave you uh, in a difficult way. And what I mean by that is, is that you know, everybody hears the you know, the buy and hold and, you know, and, and don't sell. And, and especially if you end up selling, you know, never, never, ever, ever sell when your account values are low. And the reality is, is that when you're in retirement and you have saved this money for, you know, for your basically your personal pension plan and you're starting to take money out, you have to play by a little different set of rules. And so we have to start thinking in terms of time frame you know, and, and when we're going to need, you know, a certain amount of money, you know, you almost have a, a, like a bucket approach where we have a now bucket, a, a soon bucket and a later bucket. And, you know, those are all going to be managed slightly differently. And, you know, as you say, I mean, nobody's going to be able to pick the exact bottom or the exact top, but you also have the ability to have some managers that are going to manage money a little bit differently is what I mean by that is, is that, you know, if you have a manager who's managing money as a, as like a long-term investor, then they're probably going to, you know, go through all those ups and downs and all the way through like a Warren Buffett, you know, like you were talking about. But at the same time, there's also managers out there that manage money of, you know, a lot more like a pension manager would. And what we mean by that is, is that a pension manager has to make sure that they're able to make, 
you know, every single month or every single, you know, every other week or whenever they pay out those pension payments, that they have the ability to make sure that those payments are going to be there. And when managing that with the market's ups and downs, that's a little different management style. And they, they take a little less volatility and, and a little bit of, you know, that sometimes they will get out of the market a little bit, you know, or at least take part of the portfolio out of the market to make sure that, that they're not subjecting the whole portfolio to all the ups and downs of the market so that they can make sure that the money lasts. Does that make sense, Walter? Yeah, it does make a lot of sense. And that's what we have to keep in mind when it comes to the stock market is if you're trying to time it, that's not a great retirement strategy. If you're using fun money to time the strategy, well, we can have another conversation. But your retirement funds, it's a universal truth that you can't consistently time the stock market that's going to allow you to have that long, successful retirement. Something else that's a complicating factor, Glenn, would be that nobody knows how long they're going to live. Now, that is a retirement truth nobody can debate, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're exactly right, Walter. And that kind of ties in a little bit about what we were just talking about with long-term care. Right. I mean, you don't know exactly how long you're going to live or, or how long your spouse is going to live and you don't know how your health is going to you know, hold out. Right. And and so that's again, we, we have to think in terms of when we're thinking, OK, well, what does that mean in terms of your retirement plan? And certainly it ties into long term care, but it also ties into that income plan. Right. I mean, we need to make sure that your money is going to last you. And like I say, it's far different strategies than when you are you know, saving for retirement. We need to make sure that, you know, that you have money that, you know, is going to be reliable through time. Certainly for just about everybody, you know, one of those sources of income is going to be Social Security, because we know that the, once you turn those payments on, they're going to last for a lifetime. And, you know, similarly, you know, uh, pensions are going to be the same way. And then you have to kind of decide, well, is there an income gap, meaning that I have those reliable income sources and they're coming in each and every month, but do I have more expenses than what those income streams are providing? And, and if so, then we have a little bit of a gap and then we have to determine, hey, do we want to have additional you know, monies that we know is going to be lifetime income or do we want to draw from variable accounts? And all of those things are going to play into it. But as we're making that plan, we have to realize and plan as if and act as if we're going to live into our late 80s or, or early 90s. And in all likelihood, at least one person in a married couple is going to do that and sometimes beyond that. So I always tell folks, it's like, let's plan as if you're going to live, you know, an extraordinarily long time, regardless of what you think, you know, that your uh, your genes are going to say, because all you have to do is look at the mortality tables and you know, hey, People are living longer and longer, and medicine and, and, and technology has been making strides all the time. And we have folks who are just living you know, much, much longer than they ever thought was possible. And the last thing you want to do is to run out of money and, and still have you know, more life you know, to go and, and really feel like, you, golly, now I'm, I'm at the end of my life and I don't have anything left. That's a horrible thing, and that's a horrible feeling. And, and folks need to plan to make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah, all big issues and uh, things to consider on today's podcast, talking about these universal retirement truths. And last but not least, Glenn, let's focus on one more before we wrap up. Money sitting in cash isn't keeping up with inflation. Just because you're in cash doesn't necessarily mean you're quote-unquote safe. You can still lose money safely if you're not keeping up with inflation. And I don't think people feel that impact in a year or two of sitting in cash, but over the course of retirement, that could become an issue. Well, it can, Walter. And again, it comes into you know having money segmented out in terms of time frame. I mean, everybody needs to have an emergency fund or you know the funds that are available for known expenses, like you know over the next you know six to twelve months. 
And you know that money obviously is probably money that ought to be sitting in cash. And then, then there's there's a possibility that you might have a little bit more than that sitting in cash. But you know you have to, like you say, you have to consider the fact that inflation is greater than what the bank is paying in interest. And so we have to look at other other safe vehicles that might have a better rate of return or you know have the ability to earn more interest than that. And then of course we also have the variable investments that uh, that have you know more growth. But we, we have to temper that. You know, we have to look at, OK, well, when are we going to need the money? You know, money that we need maybe 10 or 15 years or beyond, those funds can probably have a little bit more risk to them and a little bit more volatility to them. But we have to look at other options in terms of when we're looking at uh, at money that, that we know is not subject to the down cycles of the markets. But yet we want to have that, that type of money that's liquid, easy in the bank. And we also want to have the type of money that's not subject to that type of risk that has the ability to keep pace with inflation or at least at the very least, you know, earn more than what the bank is going to pay. And so we have to look at, you know, a variety of different, you know, financial vehicles in order to get us to where we want to be. And it's key. And then a lot of folks think, well, I'm just going to stick this money in the bank and that's going to be kind of my safety net. But, you know, you've got to really look and see, OK, well, how 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 long is that money going to last? And if it's there for like you say, it's, if it's there for multiple years and year after year after year and it's sitting there eroding, you know, buying power, then then that's not a good thing, especially when you start thinking in terms of, you know, five years, 10 years or beyond. Suddenly, you know, you go to the you go to the store and you just can't buy what you thought you could buy, you know, a few years back with those same dollars. And so that we have to have some growth, even if it's in a safe environment. And, and that's the. Those are things we have to explore. All important things to consider, no doubt about it, Glenn. So if somebody is listening to the show today and saying to themselves, you know what, I've I've kind of, you know, overlooked some of these universal retirement truths before. I never really thought about, you know, that it was dangerous to be trying to time the stock market like I've done in the past, or I never even thought of long-term care issues. What does your process look like at Roadmap Financial Consulting to uncover these things and to put a plan in place for somebody? Well, Walter, what we do is, uh, you know, we, we schedule a discovery meeting. You know, we sit down with one another. We I always tell folks, you know, bring in the things that, that you want to talk about, you know, and let's kind of get to know each other and, and let's discuss what your current plans are, you know, and what your goals are and what your concerns are. And, you know, if you know that there's certain things, hey, well, we've, we've kind of uncovered, you know, some of the things maybe in today's show. Well, those are certainly you know, things that need to be on the agenda. But, you know, let's sit down and get to know each other. Let's have a good conversation. Let me ask some questions. You're going to have questions of me as well. And then we're going to kind of travel down the road and, and you know, and, and get to know each other so that we can determine, hey, you know, do you have a good plan in place? You know, maybe maybe there are parts of it that are in place that are good. And maybe there's a few things that need to be added to it. Or maybe we just kind of need a second opinion and almost start from scratch. And I see all of those all those different scenarios when I sit down with folks. So, but the first key thing is to say, okay, let's let's schedule some time and let's sit down and and let's start the conversation and let's see where that conversation takes us and let's see if uh, let's see if there's a plan that that's there that can stand the test of time. All you have to do to get in touch with Glenn Mosseller is pick up the phone and give him the call the old-fashioned way three three six. 291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. Or go online to greensbororetirement.com. On the website, you can click on the little button that says free consultation at the bottom and schedule a time to meet for a review of your financial plan, whether it be social security, long-term care planning, investing, tax planning, analysis of your portfolio, 
whatever it might be. Glenn can help you uncover the right answers to your particular situation. But you've got to start the conversation, and you can do that again on the website, greensbororetirement.com, or by calling 336-291-3535. That's the breakdown of universal retirement truths, some important things to remember that impact us all and that apply to all of us in a very similar way. Keep those in mind as you're putting together your financial plan. On the next podcast, we're going to be talking about what it looks like to take care of of your family. So we often talk about, you know, making sure you yourself are ready for retirement. But what about the rest of the family, your spouse, your kids, the next generation, perhaps? We'll talk about what that conversation usually looks like in the office when Glenn meets with clients to talk about their financial future and some of the things that you might want to think about when it comes to that topic. That's ahead on the next podcast of the Retirement Roadmap. Thanks so much for tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. So you can hear all the past episodes and future ones here on the Retirement Roadmap. For Glenn, I'm Walter, and we'll look forward to talking to you again next time.